No, it, 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 it will not. <laughs> this shit will not see the light of day, sir. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody going out like that, man. But listen, um, I want to start off some different energy. Let's, let's just chop it up for a minute, man. Uh, 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 how, how was your holiday, Kendall? What'd you What'd you do for Christmas, bro? Um, man, I flew back home. I uh, saw moms. Um, kicked it with the family. Uh, had a great time. Boothang was with me. Um, it was a uh, an eventful. Oh well, actually, oh yeah, and I um. Saw some friends too, you know what I'm saying. Saw a couple, couple homies, and it was a great time. That's what's up, man. Went back home the 28th to have New Year's. That's what I was about to ask. What you, what you doing? Sorry, guys, I gotta get my makeup done. Uh, I went to like a, uh, uh, it was like a house party. It was like a, I don't know if I want to say it's a mansion, but it was a real big ass house. It was very nice, but um, it was like a Kobe thing. It was a Mamba Mentality 24 theme. Oh wow. Oh, that's lit. So when I walked to the back, like they had, it was out, but it was, wasn't outside, but the, uh, they had like a big ass TV. Like, I don't know how big that damn screen was, but it was enormous. And, uh, <laughs> they were showing like, they had the game, they had the game on, but then when I went in the house, they had another TV and, uh, it was showing old Kobe games. So that was slick. Oh, and then man. when I went back outside, they put the old Kobe games on that TV too. So that was pretty cool. It was like, uh, I was like, oh, that's pretty slick. So, you know, good drinks and all that. And But it was a slick little theme they had. Because I was wondering why a dude came in with a Kobe jersey. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a mama mentality. Uh, you know oh, saying? yeah, because this is 24. Yeah, that's that's slick. That's a slick little thing. I ain't yeah. never I ain't never really threw parties that were been good at, like, doing themes like that. But that's fire. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, now that's one party I would have been like, hey, man, why you invite me to that? <laughs> Because right, right. yeah, because no man, I'm like man, whatever. I ain't fuck with that. Yeah, I had yeah, got invited to it, and um, so yeah, I went to that. I, well, first, I went to a pregame session first to like one of my homeboys. He had some stuff at his house, and then I went to that party. But I got home. I got home pretty early. I I got home under two. Oh, that ain't bad I, at all. Not for I didn't really even stay out like like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, last time I went partying for New Year's, I was out four four or five o'clock in the morning, bro. Like, how did I get to where I get, where I'm at? Like. <laughs> like Hey, 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 Kendall just triggered me, dog. <laughs> what was that? You were driving so fast. <laughs> well, when I was when we was in Atlanta, I mean, when you came to visit, uh, we was we was in some neighborhood. I promise you, I thought I, we was in Forza, dog. Like, hey, that's because it's those roads, bro. It's those roads, though. They look like driver. race car tracks. Hey, I'm pretty sure he don't have a stick shift, but he was driving it like a stick. He was- yeah, absolutely not. Hey. It's absolutely automatic. <laughs> yeah, okay. We was driving, hey, bro, we was hey. going hundred. And it was like a re- it was like a recall on a, a part in my engine, and uh, I actually had some rattling going on in my engine. And so, mm-hmm. like the tech, she got it approved for me, and they like gave me a new engine and like put that shit in for free. I was like, mm-hmm. hey. Oh, that's crazy. Otherwise, that'd have been twelve thousand dollars. Now we're trying to twelve racks. New card, new yeah. card is then. Uh, new yeah. card is one hundred percent. Yeah. But now, now I basically got a new car. <laughs> so right, right. I go, I ain't gonna need a car for at least ten more years. Let no, maybe the transmission yeah. might have to replace that. But yeah, right, right. Oh, that's 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 good looking though. Like I said, we man, call she that, man. plugged. I'm like, hey, man, because she was talking about trying to get in cybersecurity. I'm like, man, hey, I help you out. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. She wants to know about certifications and stuff. So I was like, 
Whatever information you need, I got you because you plug me in the best way, <laughs> right. straight up and down. Right, favorite, favorite, favorite for a favorite. Trey, what you man. doing? How was your uh, holidays, man? What you doing on Christmas and New Year's? Man, relax, bro. It, it, it was good though, man. But just relax, man. <clears throat> Ate good. I ain't do too much of nothing, though, man. Just in the house, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I ain't enjoying do, I, family time. <laughs> yeah, I ain't do much either, man. My kids had a wonderful Christmas. That that's always the highlight for me is is watching the kids open their gifts. I'm in that mode right now. So right, right. That, like, yeah, they they, they had a, they had a phenomenal Christmas. Um, New Year's was laid back for me. Uh, I just cooked and I was I, that was I sleep. No, I dozed off. I was watching the Chappelle special. I dozed off on it. Um, and then I, I ended up finishing it actually New Year's Day. But hey, it was kind of it was kind of a slow one for me. I just chilled. But, um, no, I feel you. I absolutely. Yeah, man. Feel sometimes you. that that's that dad life, bro. You got <laughs> you got you to gotta relax, man. That's dad life right there. But um, anyway, so listeners, we bake, we bake with another episode of Unlabeled the Podcast. I'm your illustrious happy host, Jer- Jerome Williams. Uh, happy New Year's! It's uh yeah 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 twenty four. Uh, like Kendall said, hinting that mama mentality. Let me uh, mm-hmm. play a round of applause for that right quick. Like you know, what I'm saying mama mentality for year. Uh, 2020, why is this ain't so loud? This thing is trick. Oh, here they go. I, turn, I was turning up the wrong one. <laughs> Look, we are, I'm out of practice again, dog. Every time I, I can't take a day off. <laughs> no days but, off. Yeah, yeah. But 2024, man, my mentality, we back. We gonna um we gonna try to we gonna try to do something a little bit different this year, man. We're gonna actually try to be consistent. <laughs> Cause uh we have been we have been we have been lackadaisical um uh in in the in the last few years, but uh, I'm I'm ready I'm ready to, I'm ready to like really really get uh, turn turn up on the production side, y'all. So y'all gonna have to bear with us, but we are gonna try to keep it keep it consistent. I've already had to to talk with my crew, but uh, what what else are y'all looking for uh, for the twenty four? I don't die even to introduce y'all. Look, out of practice again. Uh, Kendall, uh, I got my good brother Kendall Watson in the building. I got my good man. Brother we good. We, we talked about yeah, our Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all know who y'all know who they know who here. Yeah, Blaze and Leslie is aren't with us today, but they might be joining later. Uh, uh, but but as of right now, um, like I like I was saying, um, uh, uh, what are y'all looking forward to for uh, twenty twenty four, man? What what are a few things y'all looking forward to? Um, for me, man, just uh, man, um, success, man, business success, um, growth. <clears throat> That's really what I'm looking forward to, man. I really think it's gonna be a real good year financially, and I really think for everyone, our entire inner circle, I think it's gonna be a real good financial year. Oh, that's what's up, man. Hey, th- hey, thank you for 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 putting those well wishes on me. <laughs> Absolutely, Kendall. What you looking forward to, twenty twenty four, man? I'm looking forward to this bonus. Um, uh, yeah. <coughs> uh, uh, but no, nah, like I, like it's definitely a year for me to, uh, <clears throat> like, <laughs> I don't want to, but um, really like skill up. And mm-hmm. cybersecurity more. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple more things that I want to do, like as far as getting certifications. So, I really got to stay on that. Um, and then, really, what I'm looking forward to is my health too. Like back, you know, back working out pretty much consistently. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that, and um, just kind of what was to come for my forties. Uh, I'm looking forward to jumping into that. Uh, oh and, shit, that's right. You'll be forty this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Trey, Trey, you still got another. You still got another year to go, don't you, Trey? Oh, another year, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, my birthday next was Saturday. Yeah, next Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'll be, Saturday coming up. Yeah, I'll be 41 this year. Oof. Uh. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, man, I'm that's taking the, cash out requests, Venmo. Yeah, I'm. I'm I might. I might. Uh, I might do the tramp uh, shit too. What, 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 
you know, I'm like, yeah, Venmo, <laughs> PayPal, Zelle, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm, beggars can't be choosing. So I, you know, <laughs> I might, I might fuck around and post my cash app this year too. I'm but, posting um, it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Ken, but Ken, what you looking for? You say you say you looking forward to um, your 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 health. Uh, um, what, what are some things you looking to change for uh for, for this year for the better? You know what I mean? Like what you, what you um just like uh just just my health in general, like um, making sure you know health from like physique to like gut health, mm-hmm. um, like some of the stuff that I eat, things like that. Just kind of being more mindful of it. Um, nothing like in particular came out or nothing like that. I mean, I've always had like up and down like cholesterol, but nothing like I don't got like, you know, any real issues. But going forward, I just kind of want to be conscious of like what I'm doing with that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, just going to my 40s, like healthy instead of like, you know, barely being able to walk and all that other shit or fucking grunting every time I sit down. <laughs> I just don't want to like. Well, you ain't got no kids, so you ain't got to worry about that. We call them dad noises. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I can't That's get true. up with going. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I'm just saying, being conscious of it, like yeah, you know, yeah. I, when it's time to grow for real, for real, then yeah. When I'm when I'm real old, and like <laughs> it do hurt to sit my ass down, then yes. But I'm yeah. a, I'm a, I'm gonna be grunt free <laughs> until yeah, that's then. What's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, and uh, 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 Leslie, you just joined us. Uh, we t- we talking about Mamba Year twenty Year twenty four. Um, what what are you looking for? What are you looking forward to in uh in year twenty four? Um, I am looking forward to stepping up my pimping. Um, I've come to the conclusion that mm-hmm. having a one man is just not going to work for me. So I'm just going to date everyone and just <laughs> my pimping game up. Um, and of course, continue to be an amazing mother to my children. Um, continue to advance in my career. Course, um, oh, you, and you just remain positive. But I'm definitely back to pimping because the <laughs> the one man show doesn't work for me. So guys, hey y'all, if you're single, hey, how you doing? I love the honesty. I love the honesty hey, listen, too. Listen, I tried to be a good woman. These niggas don't appreciate that shit. They like hoes. In, in the words of Jonathan Major, you tried to get your Michelle Obama. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Now I'm about to be uh I don't know, call me uh which one of them damn house can't keep Oh me? shit. Don't, uh, call don't, me J Lo. Don't post know. the shit on the screen, dog. Send it to the group chat. It pops up on the screen. Oh God. we don't got the thing to cover it up no more. <laughs> Stop doing that shit, dog. That's okay. They're part of they're part of it. <laughs> <laughs> they're part of, but it, anyway, anyway, uh, um, yeah, yeah, that's what's up, man. That's that sound like some fantastic ghosts to me. My Trey said that, um, my Trey said that he feel like it's gonna be a big year for all of us. He was he was asking for that portion, uh, financially and just spiritual growth yeah. and everything. So shout out to Trey for putting that in, putting that out in, in the. Uh, yeah, I started in, in the year uh, debt free, so I paid off every bill that I could, so that when January first came, I didn't owe anybody a. A bitch ass thing, okay. Yeah, a bitch ass so thing is really hilarious. Good, good space right now. So yeah, yeah. Mm, good for you, man. Yeah, straight up, man. But uh, thank you. Speaking of pimping, um, did y'all watch the cat, the Cat Williams interview? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't finish. I didn't but, even uh, need to watch the interview. So many damn <laughs> clips. I saw the important stuff. No, nah, you ain't, well. It depends on what and you. He de- it depends on what you deem important. But yeah, he. It was. It was a lot of. Tr- I, I. I think this year is gonna be full of truth. We ended this year. Uh, we ended People's twenty. Higher. Yeah, we ended twenty twenty three with uh, Joe Budden in a fantastic interview uh, with uh, Doctor Umar. Um, 
which Kendall calls him like the black Alex Jones. So it was a lot of salaciousness in there. But I feel like he was on point with a lot of stuff that he was saying. Um, then we then we start off the year January 2nd with uh, a fantastic interview from uh, Cat Williams and, um, and Shannon Sharp. I don't think that interview could have been con- conducted anywhere else. Man, hold on. Let me uh, play a round of applause for black media, too, right quick. Hold on a second. I'm going to play that round of applause for some gunshots, too. You know what I'm saying? Like for black media. Because, uh, like I said, it's, it's been a, the end of 2023 to now, man, I feel like it's been it's been a, 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 a super fantastic run. I don't think Cat Williams could have did that interview anywhere else outside of Shannon Sharp because the lead up to that, he interviewed Steve Harvey, he interviewed Earthquake, he interviewed Cedric the Entertainer, he interviewed uh, uh, Tommy Davidson. It was a lot of interviews during that led up to uh, Cat Williams being able to come on there and being explosive as he could. Sound like I'm underwater. I sound crazy. Not, I don't feel like he lied. Not one person has said like this man is lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody like has really. I feel like contested anything. Like, okay, Ricky Smiley, you crying? Mm-hmm. Well, go to hell. Yeah, I uh, want to Cat Williams. You and your friends ribbing him. Oh yeah, I would. Oh yeah, we know the three thousand. We know it was some. It was some cap on that. Oh, I'm yeah, talking about absolutely. the industry exposure. I don't give a damn about his personal life. I'm talking about that exposure of that damn industry. Mm-hmm. Nobody said that that man was lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not yeah, not not, not, not not a single person could re, could pr- really refute what he said. Um, and we and we know like just let's just uh, uh start from there. But I was uh, Trey text me about the audio. I don't Trey. I think that's on your end because I think Kendall and Leslie y'all hear me good, right? No, you did it. It was like a little time period where it was like a little yeah. gar- garbled or gargled. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it was when you it, it was when you uh did the applause, and it happened before when you did the applause too. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. As long as we good now. But yeah. anyway, I'm just I'm, I'm just double checking on everything on, on the production side. We are gonna edit that little part out because we was we was rolling. But <laughs> anyway, uh um yeah, like like I said, yeah, the the, the his personal life shit that the three thousand books. But then again, I sat down and I thought about it from eight to twelve. The level, the reading level that you're gonna be at from eight to twelve. If this nigga's reading like Cat in the Hat and Dr. Seuss books, he could have very well accomplished those three thousand books. I think a lot of people are thinking like long form books and whatnot. It, right, but he was saying like three, four years old. Like, yeah, he said from eight to twelve, age eight to twelve. He read I mean, but some people can read and that. they are advanced. Like Stop. he could just, he could be <laughs> three, four years old. Stop. Don't be mad because you can read till you were seven. <laughs> I was actually very great at reading, but the point is, just relax. <laughs> the, you know, you, you can say you were very well read, but yeah, like three thousand yeah. books, my nigga. That's just like when Herschel Walker was talking about he was doing a, a thousand push or a hundred. What was it like a thousand push ups a day or something? He was doing like, and he was it was clearly capped. Like, come on, bro. Like, just just t- t- Well, t- I wasn't there, so I'm not going to deny a black man saying that he was read. I, I, it's not that deep about being a black man or a white man. Three thousand books is crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you you know, man. I said it's 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 funny as hell because uh, like uh, I, I watched this morning. Like all, all we, I'm pretty sure by now, all of y'all seen the clips. Like they they've been exposing Sage the Entertainer getting stealing jokes. They've been they exposed Steve Harvey stealing jokes. They they even exposed uh, Bernie Mac stealing stealing the joke. Uh, and Cat Williams. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it, it's been a lot of that floating around. Um, um, so I, I feel like it was a lot of truth told in there, but like regardless of the the, the stealing the jokes and the salacious and all that type of stuff, the drama. One thing that I, I picked up on is that people were saying, "Oh, black people love drama. Black people love drama," and and I don't think that's what this was. Is that what did y'all felt like? This was just drama, just like somebody just throwing people under the bus. Is that what y'all felt like? I don't. I feel like he just needed to say what he wanted to say. Like 
you, uh, for a while, they have this man painted a picture like he's just crazy. He's insane. He's mm-hmm. on drugs. He's this. He's that. So he needed to speak his truth. And he spoke his truth. Mm-hmm. And again, nobody can deny his truth. Ice Cube did that 37-minute ass video of talking about a bunch of nothing to end up basically saying that he really wasn't lying mm-hmm. Um, as far as what he had to say in regards to, you know, like next Friday and um ricky smiley thinking that he could uh that he was gonna be money mike and all of that stuff and how he wrote his part and he you know exaggerated his part and they gave him more time because the stuff that he was doing was so good so he really was not lying i just feel like he just needed to speak his truth he was finally given that platform and he said what he said and he's standing on business yeah how, 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 how i agree because I, I, I agree because a lot of the most of what I didn't finish it, but everything he was touching on was past interviews of people talking about him. Yeah. So I feel like he really just got on there to set the record straight and just let y'all know what's really going on. So, yeah. Like, that stuff he said, though, I didn't know. Like, he said Cedric the Entertainer don't write. I was like, wow. Because I always thought he was a dope comedian. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I don't know how true that is. I don't know where the evidence is on that, but. All you gotta do is look at his past specials and see who wrote help him write jokes. They have the writers on there. Um mm-hmm. but like I said, yeah. I, go ahead, Kendall. No, you were just saying they had the writers on there. Yeah, they was they were talking about that just on, you know, different internet threads and things of that nature. And they was also showing one of Cass uh stand ups where he had writers and just basically saying they all have writers and all that other kind of stuff. So they were just going, you know, people going back and forth, you know how that stuff go, internet mm-hmm. banner. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I mean, he like he says he he felt what he was doing, what he was setting the record straight. You know what I'm saying? So he was entitled to his opinion. Shannon let him speak what he wanted to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't stop him. You know that he was making jokes. Like yeah, I'm probably ain't, I probably ain't gonna have no more comedians on this show no more uh, after this one. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> but you know, but what he you know he he's and he spoke about. I mean, you know he you could tell he was to a point a little you know, bitter, you know what I'm saying? Or a little mm-hmm. like, I won't say bitter, but maybe hurt in a way, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. how he felt about like his contemporaries or whatever. Cause he, there were times where like Shannon was trying to like go into other subjects and Cat would dial right back. <laughs> like mm-hmm. something will remind him in that conversation. He'll go right back to the comedian situation and, and bring up some shit about Cedric Entertainer or whoever. So you could tell, like, I guess, uh, you know, amongst his contemporaries or his, you know, the people that he, he he felt he would work with, like, damn, like, y'all still making, you know, making noise about me or talking shit. So it, it kind of felt like he was hurting away with that. But for the most part, he spoke about other topics, too. You know what I'm saying? He talked mm-hmm. about, um, I think uh, Shannon tried to ask him some shit about Kanye. He talked about that with the whole I, Kim Kardashian I shit thought that was a, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I thought that was a brilliant point he made about Kanye. I don't think oh, anybody sure. I don't think anybody had that, that take on him. Go ahead. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, he spoke about different things. So, what I mean, did he I, say? I, what he said about Kanye West was that uh, yeah. um, he said, he said, uh, I think we live in a sick world when people <clears throat> say that somebody have a, a mental illness, and you st- and you still judge him like he's operating with a sa- uh, 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 a sound mind. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I thought that was real poignant. I ain't, I never heard nobody with that take uh, of Kanye West. Like he was like, so I don't. It's, it's like you have a mental illness when you upset somebody or you piss off the wrong person. Now it's a mental illness. Well, no, nah, so he was actually, a mental illness. Well, no, nah, he he was actually saying he ha- really had one, but he was also saying a lot of stuff like I, I don't really agree with what he be saying because he was like I don't understand a lot of that stuff and I don't agree with it. He was right. like he 
he's like, he dated a whore for God's sake. Like, you know, that type of shit. And then Shannon's like tried to stop him from talking, but he was basically saying, I'm not talking about her. He was just like, I'm talking about the decisions that he's making. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So he was like, I didn't put that much emphasis, basically saying, I'm not looking at him as a God or you, like you niggas is calling him Jesus and all this other shit. Y'all propping him up to this level and calling him a genius and all. I mean, not saying that those things are wrong, but mm-hmm. it's your worship and your level of what you're doing towards him. And that he feels like he's bigger than what, you know, what the can you know, what the real issue is. So that's kind of, you know, I like that he had both of those dichotomies to what Rome's talking about with the whole mental is- issue and also the, you know, worship, celebrity worship mm-hmm. <laughs> of, uh, America. Yeah. And, when, so and, and I, I appreciated that shit. Yeah. And, and one thing I like about it, he said, when he said, he said he willingly married a hoe. He said he, he rapped about this. And that's, and that's <laughs> what I've been trying to tell people for years. This man has his life. He's he been saying he loves hoes. He said, he said it when you seen him as a, uh, when he first came in the game on, um, on Genius, if y'all ever watched that. On Genius, when he, when he first came in the game, he said, I have an addiction. It was Hennessy and porno. And that was the thing that he spoke to. If you go listen to Hell of a Life on, on uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, he said, one day I'm going to marry a porn star. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, this none of this stuff is outside of what Kanye West has been putting out in his music specifically. So all this shit that people are shocked and, and like, appalled by, I'm like, y'all haven't paid attention to what he's been rapping about for years? Even losing this uh, Adidas deal. If you go listen to Power, that kind of outlines what he's going through right now. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I thought it was just poignant that Cat brought that up. But I'm going to continue because you was getting to a point, Kendall. Oh no, that's 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 pretty much all I, I want to talk about. Love yeah, oh, no, no. I'm a just, lot of niggas love hoes, <laughs> but I just that's basically what I was just trying to point out is just the fact that he was the conversation was very diverse. It wasn't just strictly about the comedians. It was just times where he would go back and bring that stuff up while Shannon was trying to talk about something different. So that's what I was saying. You can kind of tell in a way. He felt a, he felt a way a little bit about that. Like mm-hmm. I think it was also like I said, not bitter, but maybe like just hurt, kind of like damn, mm-hmm. nigga, like like yeah. I'm funny as you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's not like I'm not, I'm one of these little regulars. Like I'm really that in dude. here being successful in what in my approach. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like you know I think you know y'all said he won an Emmy uh, from uh, Atlanta. playing a role in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So. You know he's he, you know he's good at what he does. You know what I'm saying. So you know he 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 just wants his respect. So I I, I can I can see why you know he will feel the way that he felt. Yeah. And have I, y'all ever seen him live? I'm going to see him. I'm going to not see live. Him. No, not in person. No. I'm going to see him this I Thursday. He will be he will be here in Cedar Park. So I will be there uh, Thursday at eight, was, at eight o'clock. Was um Pimp Chronicles? I, I believe after he came out with a special Pimp Chronicles, that's when Dave Chappelle was on his sabbatical for a while. And they had deemed him funniest man in America or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, like, Cat is a very accomplished comedian. And I, I get it, though. Like, I really get it. Because, like, they do kind of blackball him and they shit on him a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, <coughs> I, I mean, hey, he got his shit off. Because yeah. <laughs> he won't wear that dress. But, you, but but I, I ain't gonna Still hold you. I, one one of because because Kendall talked about him being bitter towards his contemporaries and everything like that. That that's one thing that I really liked about this interview. I thought the the truth was told because these are the go alone, the get alone gang. These are the these are the the good old boy uh, clubs. Like they've gotten in these positions because like you you we all read or you know of spook that said by the door. Uh, trick baby and all that type of stuff like these are the ones that they have gotten chosen they saying well y'all have done the things that i refuse to do to get on 
I'm not sacrificing my integrity to get on. So I think that's why he's what he's exposing is the fact that these good old boy system. That's why he attacked Steve Harvey, said the kings, the quote unquote kings of comedy, and anybody that's in that group. Ricky Smiley, he's been a part of that group. You know what I mean? Um, everybody that's on the outside, the Mark Curry's, the the Bernie Macs, the Dave Chappelle's, them is his guys, and 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 even the young and up and coming comedians. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's cause it's dark matter to it. But, I, go, but a lot of them wore them. You know, outside of Bernie, I mean, mm -hmm. shit, Cat, the rest of them pretty much wore them damn dresses. No, well, it was not not uh, um, Eddie Griffin, not Chappelle, okay, not okay, Bernie, Eddie Griffin, maybe yeah, not, Eddie, but Eddie Griffin, Chappelle has. Chappelle he did that shit in Men in Tights, and he did that shit. I can't remember the oh, other. Oh, I don't remember Men in Tights. Okay. Yeah, he was wearing that. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not knocking what you're saying. I'm. Yeah. I'm sure going forward, Chappelle was like, "Hell no, nah, I'm not doing that." You know. You know yeah. the whole Oprah interview and all that. Right. Like, right there's right. a dresser here. Mm -hmm. I'm not wearing that. Like, and I'm not doing that role. So mm -hmm. I think going forward, he was on that. But you know, like, right. let me ask you a question because I've never I, seen Rob, Robin Hood men in tights. Did he have a dress on in that? In that? Yeah, show? he was wearing. He was wearing like a dress. He, they was pretending to be women or disguising themselves as women. Uh. You know what I'm saying? I I didn't I don't remember it verbatim, but mm -hmm. yeah, he had the you know he had the lipstick on and shit. You know, like I'm just I'm just saying like it in that time. That's how that comedy was. A lot of that comedy is they always getting in them damn dresses. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like they they I mean that was I'm just talking about white comedy all that. They it's, mm -hmm. that's how they I'm, I I don't think it's funny. I don't I've never got it. I've never understood the point, but. I mean, that was the time period. I mean, now it's, people are more like coming out like nine nah, doing that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like you said, Cat to me and Bernie and then Eddie Griffin. I ain't. I don't recall him ever. Yeah, go go watch. It. Outside got, of that, yeah, outside he, of that, like you said, he, I don't. Yeah, Eddie Griffin got a movie where Eddie Griffin got a movie where he directs that where he talks about that directly. It's uh, called Foolish, Foolish, right? Yeah, Foolish. Yeah, yeah. so y'all go check. That I haven't out seen Foolish in a while, so I just don't remember like mm -hmm. that. But but yeah. Yeah, but um, but let me ask you a question then. Since we since we here, do you have an issue with the dress? Do you yeah, do you agree, I, I do you agree with what I he mean, was saying? I mean, I don't. Me personally, I don't see the the re, I don't see the the comedy in it. Me personally, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't. I've never really laughed at it. The only time I've ever thought it was funny was when Martin was Shanene. Mm -hmm. Like I've never I've never really I've watched. Other, you know, I've, well, I've never seen a Medea show or a movie, so I can't comment on that. And I'm not, I'm just saying I've never seen yeah. it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. like, this is Doubtfire, like, I've seen it, but I don't know if I was like, ha, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, let me tell you something. Miss Doubtfire is a great movie, okay? I thought that shit was I'm not saying it's not, but I'm talking I'm about, I'm just saying when he I, was, you know what? You know, dressed up I as, think, <clears throat> sorry, I'm sorry, good job. I just think that in the beginning, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, I think it probably was like, like funny and actually innocent back in the day, like with the, you know, with the dresses and shit like that, like, like I said, with Martin or even like when Jamie Foxx was playing like Wanda and stuff like that. Like, I really think that it was probably funny, but then with this industry and how they like to sexualize everything and she just got weird, I think down the line, but I think, I think it was worse back then. You think so? Absolutely. I just feel like I don't, my man can't wear a dress. Okay. I don't care what nobody else man do. Mine can't uh, wear a dress. And which, I'm one, which one of your men? To a certain extent. What's, which one of your man pimping? Yeah. Depending <laughs> on the movie, I think it's ridiculous. But I'm sorry. Some movies, that shit is hilarious. Like Norbit, for instance. <laughs> sorry, Leslie, Leslie dying over there. She'll be all right. I'm like, like literally seconds. dying. Um, <laughs> like Norbit, 
that shit is funny to me. I'm sorry, it's ignorant, but that shit is hilarious. Um, Big Mama's house, like I can do without. Um, some of that stuff is just is not funny. Like uh, Kevin Hart, not funny to me in any way, shape, or form. Um, so yeah, I just think with some people they just overdo it. But yeah, you know, I think in the beginning it was innocent, and then I was just yeah. got real bad. And I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to hear your take on the Kendall when you said, oh, back in the beginning, uh, uh, you said you thought it was. Yeah, I mean, just then. because there was no control, there was no parameters with that shit. I mean, stuff has changed just because of the Me Too movement. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Because you had the childhood actors and the and the, and the uh, uh, artists and all that, all that pedophilia and stuff that was going on with those kids. And I mean, I th- I think it was no hose bar then. I mean, dressing up in, you know, they was dressing kids up as girls. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we got to sneak as girls and, and you know, to, to sneak in and listen to it. Like, come on, man. Like, this mm-hmm. stuff, this you, you don't need to do this for kids. Like, mm-hmm. I just think it was way worse, like, personally, because I don't think there was any any types of checks and balances going on at that time mm-hmm. period. I, I can see the comedic value in it, so to speak. But I, but this is this is why knowing yourself and self awareness, whether it's from sure uh, blackness and um, just knowing knowing what your what where, what lines you're willing to cross for for your mental well being and things like that. That's why I think knowing yourself and, and and these kind of conversations are very important because I'm with you. I can see the comedic value in it, but I'm never doing no bullshit like that. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and, and I don't want to get it misconstrued. I'm not necessarily saying I see comedic value in it. I mm-hmm. don't think it's funny. Like I yeah, said. Yeah, you just don't think it's funny. Yeah. yeah I okay. don't think it's funny mm-hmm. at all. I'm just saying that's how they were doing. I mean, just from, I mean, just way back in the day, comedy started with, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, start anything, but it started with white people. It's just, you know, the stand up, the whole thing started white. So that whole dressing up like women and all of that, that started from then. So that was carried on up until here you know what i'm saying and they they didn't care who they was putting in the dress now i do i do believe that the whole emasculating black men and things of that nature in that context is real i'm not saying that that's not a real thing mm-hmm. but i'm what i'm saying is is like that whole i mean they i mean there were people coming up with videos of actors that have white white men have dressed up as women you know what i'm saying and, and done like that's just a part of their comedy routine i don't think it's funny but i'm just saying all of that stuff is accepted. Like that's that's how they roll. <laughs> they yeah. think that well, shit is funny. I, I I like I said. I just don't like outside of Shanae. <laughs> I don't think I, I've I ever just, laughed hard just, at yeah. any at any situation where a dude was dressed up as a woman, and I thought that was funny. Like when I watch Shanae, I really feel like it's a woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I feel like he's immersed in that part. But he's not doing anything where I'm like, yeah, he 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 seems. And that, that's that's what I was gonna bring up, Kendall. It, it's, like, I don't think you should. Like that's one of the very few shows, if only where I it was the range of Martin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was playing every character, just like every character. Yeah. Like like when a uh, Nutty Professor came out, I didn't get right. like he was trying to play a woman. Like nah, his range crazy because he been doing right. this since uh, coming to America and things like that. Right. And also, I ain't got to pay all these actors in, in my movie. You know right. what I'm saying? So like I, I just but you know when you know when you know what they're trying to do. And no, those are two right. three movies actually where it's just a little different as far as um them dressing as women. Cause like you said, Shanae, that's just hilarious. You really thought who, who he was predicting her uh playing her right. to be, that's who you thought she was. Absolutely. You I think it I, mean? I think it came a little I think if if I'm not mistaken, was the kid in play episode but that was later, right? Was that later in the yeah. seasons or was that a little bit when the beginning? 
that's that was later, right? Later, I think. Later. Yeah. So I think I think that was when they probably tried to have a conversation like, why don't why don't we do an episode where you uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, right. I believe I believe those things happen. Don't get me wrong, but like yeah. I said, like, but the whole dress up as a woman and make it funny and all that, that's just a part of that their comp- yeah. like I said, I don't get it. I don't think it's funny. But that that has been in a that's like a staple for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like Straight I said, up. and what I, what I was getting at earlier too was when when like I said, I can see the comedic value in it. But I also understand as a black man in America, like how they try to emasculate us. And once you become aware, sure. once you become aware of that it's like I ain't signed enough for this bullshit. Like you know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to go by. Even even the Chappelle point, like like we all know that Chappelle is, is well read and, he, and he's continued to educate himself and stuff, except for mm-hmm. on the trans issue, and we'll we'll touch on that a little bit later. <laughs> but like we 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 know that he continued to educate himself and stuff. So but like once he started to feel more uh, um, uh, positive about his 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 identity. Even on the Chappelle show, season three, he was like, I ain't signing up for this Pixie shit. That Pixie skit was a skit that made him quit the Chappelle show. You know what I mean? Y'all can go back and research that. It's a skit where he was in blackface. And he was uh, uh, basically playing like a like a step and fetch type character. But whatever. Y'all can go check that out. But um, but like I said, once you become more aware of that, you're like, I ain't signed up for this bullshit. So that's when you be like, I'm drawing a line here. I'm not doing this shit no more. But... Outside of all the drama and the, and the comedians that he would address and everything like that, I thought it was some very poignant points in the, um, in the, in the Cat Williams interview. I love the way he talked about the reason he adopted seven kids. Um, what, what, what were some of y'all takeaways outside of the drama and the mess? Because I know, Leslie, you ain't seen it. Trey, you ain't finished it yet because that was like in the last hour or so more. I guess I'm more so talking to Kendall. <laughs> what were some of your other takeaways like towards the end that you thought was like poignant? I mean, they talked about a lot of stuff. I'm just trying to think of, like, the, I mean, off top. Um, um, I did like, I liked, I mean, I, I wasn't necessarily looking for just, like, specific points, but I did like to how um, they talked about his upbringing. I didn't know he had that type of tumultuous relationship with his parents. I, and I just to see, just to see him overcome and, like, him moving out the crib early, you know, as a youngin' and moving into different states and trying to get his comedy off the ground, like, you know, to me, those are the things that I really resonated with the most um, or just like remember the most about the interview. Because like I said, it was a very good interview. Um, just, the, you know, the stuff that's going to hit the net is going to be the, you know, the controversy, obviously. But I mean, because that's just what sells and that's just what's going to bring some clicks. But I'm, but I, I was happy to see that his interview or the full interview has gotten a lot of views since then. So hopefully people are watching it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're watching like a full three hours of it, but mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's how long it was, right? Or like just yeah, it's three hours. So three. so on the podcast side, it was a, the first part was an hour and a uh, hour and a half, and the second part was it's about three hours. Yeah, you whatever know. the YouTube yeah. shit was. I yeah, think. that shit was two and like two hours and fifty minutes. That two hours and long, forty or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, so mm-hmm. that like um, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I I like I said, there's a lot of views. Hopefully, people are watching it for the most part all the way through because mm-hmm. I think it was a very good interview. You know what I'm saying? Because Shannon generally like kind of takes over. But in this, like, he really let he really let Cat do his thing, like, <laughs> and didn't let him get off his square. So that was that was funny to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he kind of let him control the situation in a way. But mm-hmm. he would, you know, he'll 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 go to the next subject if he needed to. But I did like how the interview was uh was uh was held. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think because because I had I had a point that I really want to bring up in the interview, but. Like I said, my my major thing was him addressing the good old boy systems because we see it in every facet of life, from high school to 
college with the with the sororities and the fraternities all the way up until your workplace when when people click up in your workplace and and we all know what happens with that is like people become gatekeepers and they become and they kind of shun the people who ain't get going along to get along out the way you know what i mean and i i i've never subscribed to that i've always been an outsider i was you know i was i was in the military i got asked to you know join the fraternity when i was in the military and i'm like Nah, I think I'm straight. Because people saw how I conducted myself and carried myself and the things that I cared about. And I was just like, nah, I'm straight. I'd rather figure out something on my own. Like I, I can't be a part of what y'all part of. Especially the weird rituals and traditions I saw y'all doing. And I, and just so I can speak on it a little bit, and this is in, just in the military. I saw another man put a skittle in his mouth out of a shot glass and passed it to another man out of his mouth to his mouth. Like, with past the skittle from his mouth to the other man's mouth with their mouth, if if I'm making sense to y'all, like I, I I was totally disgusted. And I was like, yeah, I can never be a part of no shit uh-huh. like that. And I and I had somebody. This is the brotherhood, right? Right. And I had somebody. I'll just say that that's light work. As yeah. Somebody that went to an HBCU. Yes. Yeah. Not, <laughs> and seeing how they operate, that's light work. And now check Maybe this out. Some of them will probably have loved to pass the skittle. Now 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 check this out. Hollywood is even more of a secret society and a, an elitist group. So can ima- imagine some of the shit that they do. So if I was appalled by that shit, and I'm like. No, I can never subscribe to no shit like that. And the way somebody explained it to me was like, how did Jesus betray Judas with a kiss? And I'm just like, fam, I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. You not like all that symbolic ass bullshit don't mean nothing to me. I'm not sacrificing my integrity and shit that I believe in for that bullshit. Like, just so I can have a, a nigga that I shake hands with, and then when I go to another city, I got somebody to look out for me. Fuck all that bullshit. But anyway, that's just some shit I seen even just in the military. So I know these elites got some more weird shit going on that's symbolic to some other bullshit, and I don't subscribe to that shit at all, and I never will. So I, I appreciate Cat for exposing that shit because that's what you that you know that's what he was that's what he was getting at. Like these group of people over here, we've seen it with Monique. We seen it with Dame Dash. Everybody who's an outlier and, and and like you know what I've been on the inside and I seen how y'all operate. They get completely shunned and pushed to the side. Even Chappelle to a, a certain extent. You know what I mean? They get completely shunned and pushed aside. And then like when they stand on their truth and stand on their integrity, then then it's like oh these we we want to now in the recent years we want to herald them as a hero. You know what I mean? So I appreciate Kat for that. I appreciate the whole interview for that shit. That's what I was really uh, uh, trying to see, but. The Chappelle Show. Did y'all see the Chappelle um, stand-up? Chappelle Show. <laughs> Chappelle Show. The Chappelle uh, stand-up. It's a show. So <laughs> did y'all see it? What did y'all think? Did y'all think it was funny? Did y'all laugh? Did y'all enjoy the content? He had <laughs> the, another one? Yeah, he just dropped one on New Year's. Oh, no, I didn't watch that yet. Yeah. Trey, you seen it? No, I watched it, yeah. What, what no, I your... thought it was funny. Um, it was funny, but um, it's it's um a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he, mm-hmm. he just... He talking about the same thing like and at this point it's kind of like man just give me some new material yeah <laughs> but it still was funny you know it still mm-hmm. was funny but just if you go back from his last like two stand-up specials it's like he won't get off the transgender thing you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he, he just he, he refuses to get off of, but i still thought it was you know i thought the special as a whole i still laughed like it was funny to me but. yeah i ain't gonna lie I'm, I'm with you on on that point uh before i give my Take on it, Kendall. What would you think? Because you you hit the group chat immediately. Hey, did y'all watch this? Did y'all see? Oh this? yeah, that uh, me personally, I thought it was great. Um, uh, what I really liked about it was um, him tying uh, twenty four years later, um, killing him softly from what he did in two thousand, um, mm-hmm. like his HBO special, his first one. So like, like talking about how he um, had to like just people like give people out on the street tickets just to come in there and uh just watch his show and i think that shit was probably one of the greatest um stand-ups 
period. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So for me, crazy. like I've been really following uh, Dave Chappelle for a very long time. So like I just appreciate the fact that he knows how to like really tie in his work. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he paints like pictures, like like how artists do, tie, you know, do stuff like I really appreciate it. Also, uh, how he uh, his the ending credits, um, like the whole the whole bit he did on uh, Little Nas X. Mm-hmm. To to the average person, they're gonna think, oh, he hates gay people, this and this and that. But yeah. if you look at these ending credits, you see that he sat with this man and had a conversation with him. They sitting there chilling and smiling and talking. Like he's not, you know, he's never been that type of dude. You know what I'm saying? Even throughout his whole career with um Chappelle show from on down the line, he's worked with countless white people and all that other kind. Like, I, I just like the fact that the whole trans situation was about white men taking over another uh another facet of somebody else trying to uh represent something you know what i'm saying basically them taking over that movement but instead of co-opting is what you're speaking to exactly you know yeah. what i'm saying so that's what i like i just and like he was always consistent with that so like and then him just making the little jabs about i'm gonna, I'm gonna say something about y'all about three or four more times but i'm off that shit and just how he perfectly did it three or four more times <laughs> throughout the entire thing was just genius to me you know what i'm saying so like i i really i really love the uh the stand-up i don't even jack uh mm-hmm. and i appreciated the fact that uh, like i said he tied it into the to what he did from the beginning mm-hmm. and what he has been doing since the start of it and he's really the only comedian that can freely say what the hell he wants, and right. it doesn't even matter about getting canceled or any of that i mean i don't advocate you know you out here doing something crazy raping or you know doing some crazy shit but as far as your word or whatever you're saying, as far as a comedian, to me, I think it's pretty much valid, you know, and it always has been as long as you keep it in parameters of where it needs to go. But he the freest man to speak whatever he want to say, and it's not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. And I think he at that point in his career, and I'm, gl- I'm glad that he's doing it. Do you think it's in um, speak, speaking of free? Do you think it's any consequence that he's closely tied to Joe Rogan and Kanye West as well? <laughs> but I think it's no, I don't think yeah. again, because I don't think that they I don't think anyone ties him to Joe Rogan for real, for real, mm-hmm. or Kanye West because Dave Chappelle is his own entity. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't need to stand on mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. none of those, none of them, I mean nothing against Kanye or uh Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. But 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 in terms of what they do, you know what I'm saying, in their in their careers, like it's not even close. Like like Joe Rogan isn't even like a real funny comedian like for real mm. like right. he's just very good at being a host and he's great at that you know from fear factor on down the line you know what i'm saying but what the shit had, that dave chappelle's been doing since he came on the scene is just since who is sucking whose titties over here to <laughs> to now mm-hmm. let's stop yeah yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he's a master comedian presidents can't say what he can say you know what i'm saying like it's so many like uh-huh. people wish they could say what and that's what comedians want at the mm-hmm. end of the day like they want to be able to say what they want to make people laugh, and that's what he like. Like the like the 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 part, and I let you go after uh, this. The part where he talks about his wife about um after the the dude that tried to come on stage and attack him, and talks and he was basically talking to his wife about, hey, you know, if this type of stuff happens, you know, what I'm saying I want you to know you're straight. We got this over here, mm-hmm. and she, and for her to you know she, you know he said he said she sat there and realized that what they was really talking about. Like basically he could die over some, some BS, you know what I'm saying? Over just some jokes, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and how he made it so emotional at that point. And then he immediately turned it around and was like, 
and we hugged each other so tight. And he did that little smile, you know, and everybody just started laughing. Like you could, you could tell it was like a pin drop, like three seconds before that. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, cause they was really wrapped in what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. And then he just once, as soon as he did this, everybody just started bust out laughing. Like, like the, to be able to have that type of control for him in a mm -hmm. crowd, like you, you can't like, it's not many people that can do shit like that. So I just, mm -hmm. I just commend dude for being able to perfect what he always wanted to do. And that whole, the name of the show is called the dreamer. So I just think that he, it's the perfect name. You know what I'm saying? For mm -hmm. what he was trying to do this whole time. So, so I just salute that. I think it's a great art of work. And then, like I said, just, just the fact that he tied it in from what he did in the beginning. So. Yeah. I'm glad you, I'm glad you said what you said about um, him uh, pointing out the fact that white men like to co-op certain movements and they've been co-opting the trans movement. Trey, I'm gonna let you go. And then I will chime in because I have, I want to expound a little bit, but I feel like you was going somewhere, Trey, what you were, what you were thinking while Kendall was talking. No, um, I just, I really want, I was agreeing with Kendall. He, he, he's just a master comedian. And I think that the reason I, cause I, I still, I still feel like, all right, you know, the transgender, I done heard this the last three, you know what I mean? Three specials, yeah. So that's just my, that, yeah, that, the last three specials, and mm -hmm. that's just my selfishness. Like, Dave hit me with something new, mm -hmm. you know, something too, different. I, I'd rather say that. Yeah, but, he too but smart for I, that. What, yeah, yeah, he too smart for that. You mm -hmm. know, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. But as far as, I watch a lot of comedy specials, and seeing how he sets them up, he's a master comedian. No one can do it like him. Like, I mean, and he'll set you up the first two minutes, and he'll come back to it 45 minutes. You absolutely forgot he was talking about that. Like, like he's a master. And, mm -hmm. and to watch him is just, like, special every time he has a stand-up. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's all I was going to say, bro. Oh, you good, bro? But yeah, um, I'm 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 glad you uh, you chimed in with that. But I definitely I definitely thought first, like I said, first with me watching this, I was like, damn, this thing on that transgender shit again. I didn't laugh for the first forty minutes. I just sat there like, where is he taking this? Where is he taking? It? I didn't think none of it was funny. Like, and I I, I feel like he was just doing being offensive for the sake of being offensive, even when he made fun of the uh, the handicapped people. It wasn't until he got off that where I saw his brilliance, and I was like, oh, okay, we back to the. Chappelle that I know and not that I fuck with, you know what I mean. So, um, I I will say that I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was one of his weaker specials because, like I said, the the transgender uh, stuff being so heavy and heavy uh, heavily front loaded. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, you done did this for three specials now. I'm kind of off that, but also I didn't wrap it like like to Kendall's point. I didn't wrap it around like, oh, he's trying to expose the co opting of this because we see it. All the time, and like we don't have no issue with a transgender community, and I'm talking, and I, when I say we, I'm talking uh, as from the black community standpoint, like from even just even if I can't speak for the whole black community, just from my standpoint and from my friend's standpoint, like we don't, we've never had an issue that we never looked at somebody that was gay or transgender or or any part of the LGBTQ community and be like fuck them. We ain't never felt like that, but we ha we do understand that. These these movements, just like the civil rights movement and and things that support black people, have been co opted. Black we watch Black Lives Matter get co opted. We watch the um the Black Panthers get co opted. We watch Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and all this shit get co opted. And we and and we see it. And when we speak to it, it seems it sounds like you bashing that community. And and Dave Chappelle has been speaking about it so long that it seems like he's bashing that community when really it's the co op the co oping that he's bashing. You know what I mean? 
Say that again, Kendall. <laughs> He's talking about white men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, oh, yeah. And that's why I love it every time it's said. Yeah, yeah. So that that is something that you have to be aware of, and this is something it it, it requires a little bit of critical thinking because when you're sitting up there and you watching it for face value, because even me, I got irritated because I have trans friends. So when I when I saw it, I got a little irritated. Like, man, here this nigga go again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I but but I'm glad Kendall that you brought it back to that because we know in this country that. Okay, there is a, a, a overarching point when it comes to race. Ninety percent of the fucking time, you know what I mean. So I'm glad. I'm glad, Kendall. I'm thank because you for pointing these, that out. Because these me. studios don't really care what he's saying, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Because he does what he makes them money. That mm-hmm. he don't. That's what I'm saying. Like Netflix don't give a damn if they care. They know they they know some trans people working in Netflix studios. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they keeping on the lights and they don't care. <laughs> like they. <laughs> How much? Keeping the lights on. How many right. shows? Okay. <laughs> so can, can I? So I just think I like that he exposes all of that on on top of it all. Like I just I like the fact that he just throw it in their face. Like you gonna pay me anyway? It don't matter what I say. Can, right. can I ask y'all how how did, how did you feel when um he did bring up like handicapped people with people with disability? Uh, I laughed at it. I thought it was genius again because because now I'm redirecting it on. Handicapped people laughing at the gay jokes and I'm spitting because that's why that because he was basically saying the handicapped dude was pissed because he ain't we ain't I'm, we ain't in here making the gay jokes so I thought I, I like the way he's not so much talking about handicapped people he's talking about the 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 hypocrisy of how we how we what we deem important as far as the topic of discussion because we used to talk about the quote unquote uh mentally challenged or the retarded people. I'm just putting closer around it because this is how we were talking about it back, yeah, yeah. back, back when we were day. coming up. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. again, that's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So to me, again, like, I just, I think people just, I think on surface level, it sounds like he's talking about the handicap, but he's he's basically, I mean, then this part, of course, he was embellishing on that part when he threw the hand up. But it's more so about which which topic is is worse than the, than than the other now? You know what I'm saying? Because y'all picking now, I can't. Because I used to be able to say whatever the hell I wanted to say yeah. to an extent, and now y'all telling me what's what's funny and what's not. So, and I'm the comedian. I'm the one that knows how to make people laugh at the drop of the hat. So I I think it's I think that's kind of what he's portraying because you know he talked about being on stage and getting attacked. He talked about how Jamie Foxx was involved, how P Diddy caught the nigga at the door and all that like. Because they he, they all saw me and, and them because we you know we could at any time could deal with this type with this type of BS because people don't like what we saying or what we're doing you know what I'm saying come up on stage and and attack us so I don't think he was really doing no victimhood but just basically saying it's a real life thing that could happen and that's exactly what you know took place with his ass so I thought it, it, was it made good. me it made me kind of cringe I ain't gonna lie like when he when when he when he brought it up and and I think it's only because I work with um, handicapped disabled people every day like on a daily basis and and you know you you meet people where some of them they're only handicapped because like of abuse from father to mother you know what i mean and that caused them to have it so like it's it's that's one of them things that i it's hard for me to kind of laugh at it because i i I deal with it on such a deeper level you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it kind of made me cringe you know what i mean because i'm just like ah because i I know some stories that'll make you cry like you really just like have tears you know what i mean because this person like that and they'll never get better because of what happened in their past, you know what I mean? So it, just, it made me cringe. I ain't gonna lie, they did. Yeah, but and what you were saying, I don't that's feel like the handicap joke was probably like. 
I get what you're saying, but like a dagger at them really being handicapped. No, like, he, 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 it would just be some funny shit though. that handicapped yeah. people like do. Like I have a cousin that's in a wheelchair and we be on her ass. And she'd be laughing because she'd be on bullshit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she'd say some shit yeah. like, I'll uh to the kids if they doing something. Like, you better sit down somewhere if I come in here and whoop your ass. All right. I'd like to see yeah. you do it. You know what I'm saying? So like little stuff, like you know what I'm saying, like we laugh and stuff All like right. that. <laughs> or like <All> right. um <laughs> another quick example um at my granny's uh funeral, it was an emotional moment within family, and she's like super, super emotional. So I had to remove her uh from uh the service part to put her in a lobby, uh, because we were trying to, you know, calm the situation. So I will her out, put her right there, and I'm like, I'll be right back. Don't go nowhere, okay? And then we just both just like immediately bust out laughing right. because we follow us. Where am I going? <laughs> right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when I think of handicap jokes, like, I think about little funny stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, like, but I don't think that, well, I would hope that the comedian, yeah. is, like, isn't being that low to like laugh that they're like actually handicapped. But handicapped people be doing some funny shit. And a lot of them yeah. that, that have accepted that clearly they're handicapped, like, they be with the shits and they think that that shit funny too. Maybe no, it's absolutely. just a, a black thing, Kendall, but we cut something what, over here. And what Kendall was saying too, though, it it was it was way deeper than that. You know, right. like, a lot of people right. only gonna see that because, surface level of what he talk. You know, what he's saying, but it was deeper. Every all his jokes are never really about what he's talking about. You get what I'm saying? That that like when he brings up the transgender, like you said, it's more of the co-op. So his jokes are always deeper. But you know, we live in that society where they just gonna go crazy as soon as they hear. They gonna take it. They gonna take it for face value. Facts. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like and like to Leslie's point, I, I work with every day, every day. And when I have people like we, I have guys that come up to me like, "Man, what y'all laughing about?" You know what I mean? Like, I want to laugh too. We might be making fun of each other. You know what I mean? Me and my friend or something like that. And man, can I get in on this? You know what I mean? Because I want to, I want to feel how you feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't treat me differently just because some. You know, I got this. This 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 disability or something like that. So I'm I, I feel you, Leslie. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, and y'all just reminded me with this with this conversation of what I was gonna bring up that was so poignant about the Cat Williams interview. One of the things that I loved that he said in the interview was that the reason people don't have empathy or sympathy for people is because they aren't well traveled. He said once you start traveling the world, and once you start once you start experiencing different cultures and everything like that, you start to develop empathy and sympathy for these people because you realize that we're all alike. You know what I mean? It, it just like every other culture, some fucked up people in this culture, some fucked up people in this culture. But at the end of the day, it's more good people than it is fucked up people. And 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 I think that goes that transcends gender uh, uh, handicap, sexuality, all that shit. Like the majority of people are good people. You know what I mean. And 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 as long as we start experiencing people and get outside of our communities, because I'm gonna keep it a book. In the black community, we know we self segregate a lot. Like almost to the point that we just say, oh, you know, well this culture does that. You don't have no fucking idea because you're not you're not friends with them. You know what I mean? Like I've I've had the experience where I've had. I've had Laotian friends. I've had Korean friends. I've had handicapped friends. I've had uh, uh, white friends, Hispanic, all that shit. So I'm well versed in this. So I can understand what Cat Williams was saying, where he's like, "You you have to get around people to develop empathy and sympathy for them." And 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 that speaks to Trey right now. Like I said, Trey said he felt like he got uncomfortable about it. But Leslie said, "I got this experience in my family. I got a handicapped person in my family. I can we make fun of shit and we can laugh." 
And that's our that's a, been a big coping mechanism in the black community is laughter, finding, joking, fi yeah. yeah, joking, finding yeah. finding uh uh comedy in our uh, in in our experience. Like shit, nigga, if I can't laugh at myself, who can I laugh at? Because this shit that I'm dealing with is heavy, and if I think about it all the time, it's gonna drag me the fuck down. Kendall yeah. even said on this podcast before, nigga, we black, we can't afford to be uh uh, uh depressed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because no, I was seriously, because like, yeah, once yeah. you start with again with uh being black and not even just your own business, yeah. but as a black person, period, and what everybody else is going through, once you will just drown in that depression. Forget mm -hmm. that shit. You're right. I'll so, be sad for a minute. Let me cry. Mm -hmm. Let me get high, and then now I'm about to talk my shit. Like and, fuck it, I'm a real myself. Right. I and have I, no problem taking accountability and going in on myself. Right. And I think that's why black people make some of the best comedians. Like we ain't sitting up here talking about motherfucking uh Dan. Ackroyd and Robin Williams is being the greatest. We talking about Chappelle, Cat Williams, Bernie Mac. We are talking about black men because we've dealt with so much bullshit and trauma, and it runs so deep, so deep. Like that, that, that if you unless you in this black skin, in this black body, you can't even imagine how deep this yeah. shit runs. But we find literally. humor in every fucking thing. Literally. So yeah, literally. So and like when we when we sit up here and we see that that other fucking groups and coaches and shit try to co opt the bullshit, we be like, man, fuck all that. Like, you know what I mean? I'm glad Kendall brought that up because I didn't even think about that in, in reference to Chappelle's uh, last last special. And, and, to your, and to your whole point, uh, and I'll stop after this, but like, what, you just, what you're talking, but no, I'm just saying, in terms of <laughs> like, the, the whole, what what black people deal with. Think about the comedians that you're, that you're talking about. Bernie Mac is not here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You got you got uh, uh, Richard Pryor. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what's 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 the brother? Uh, Mr. Harris off of Bebe's Kids. Um, Robin Harris. Uh, he was hilarious. You know hilarious. what I'm saying? Like, these these comedians, the fam, these comedians don't even survive long. So these Eddie Murphys, these Dave Chappelle's, like these people that are still here, mm -hmm. like that is not a that's a rough that's a rough uh, career, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's my whole point of like Dave Chappelle, like he's at, there's, there's comedians that say he's the GOAT. Kevin Hart thinks he's the GOAT. Dave Chappelle, uh, Cat Williams thinks he's the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm not naming all these other people because I, I don't know who all does, but the people that I've heard said, you know, like them, they believe that, you know, I've heard, I think Ari Spears or somebody was saying he's the only comedian that could really make me laugh. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, cause you know, a lot of comedians, Please don't bring they up their experience these guys because they've heard all the jokes, they've heard it before, or they're funny themselves, so it's hard to make them laugh. But like, if you hearing things like that, like, you know, so the fact that because their 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 careers are so rough and so many of them pass at early ages, the fact that he's still here and on top is just to me, it just was speaks to like this dude's career as a whole, and he's at the point again where whatever he pretty much says, it's not going to stop his career, and like. Like I said, what I, I would assume most comedians, to some extent, that's pretty much what they want at the end of the day to be able to say what they want, so that they can get their routines however they want to perfect them. And he's really <laughs> the only—I'm not gonna say the only, but on that level, you know what I'm saying, where he won't get any real backlash from it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a fact. I, I, and like I said, I I, I I totally agree with you, and I think that's why so many people ride with him because they can they can be kind of. Uh, 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 objective and be like, well, does he really mean this or does he really mean that? Because like oppressed communities are super extremely sensitive. Like the black community, we sensitive as fuck. The Jewish community, they got organizations like where it's like, hey, you say one thing about us, we ain't fucking with you. Like you know what I mean? To uh, uh to, like so 
oppressed communities are extremely sensitive. So like when it comes to comedy and and make it and make it fun of these and making a lot of these situations, it's it's hard because it's like I might not find it funny because I'm like this is opening a a dark, a, 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 a dark door. You know what I mean? Like so like it it, it is a it is a slippery slope, but. I still I still can appreciate what Chappelle brings to the game. You know what I mean? So, uh, shout out to Chappelle. Um, like, 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 and I, and I think it's just be, I just like I just like how he makes it. This is how I've been doing it though since the beginning. Like, cause like like go watch Killing Them Softly again. Mm-hmm. Like That's on it. HBO. One of my and favorite just and like just watch it from front to back. You'll be like, this shit sounds just like. <laughs> How he is now, like that's to me, like that's what I love about it the most. Like he really ain't changed. I mean, of course he's more, you know, he's gonna go, you know, he's diving a little bit different now. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like it's just it's just funny, like how he ain't switched up. Like yeah, that's that, that's a fact. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a hell of, it's been a hell of a year so far. God damn, we ain't six days into 2024. I feel like we've been this bitch for a month. <laughs> But I, I I appreciate what the game is like. I said one one more time. Shout out to uh, Black Media. Um, uh, we did just pass uh, January sixth. It is the seventh now. Well, at at the date of us recording this podcast, and uh, somebody told me or or I heard or I read a tweet somewhere that said January sixth is uh, White Juneteenth, and I had a heart attack. I thought that shit was the funniest shit I have ever read in my life. <laughs> if y'all not familiar, because because listen, man, like literally when I post, I posted it on Facebook. I said somebody said that uh, January sixth with that today was White Juneteenth, and people were lost. They was like, "Huh?" Like confused. Like, fam, we talking about the attack on the Capitol from two years ago? Like, I understand that people they try, like this. They're trying to act like they forget. Yeah, I understand, I, and, and it was and it was a lot of black people, bro, that got mad at me for posting that. And I understand, like, listen, fam, y'all have to understand one thing. I'm a fervent <laughs> believer in this quote: "If you don't remember your history, you are bound to repeat it." And now I'm paraphrasing, but that is the quote. Like, we have to educate ourselves. Like, the reason shit is put in books, and 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 you go to college and you study these thoughts of other great people, is because these things, if you don't understand. The, the ramifications of them, you're going to repeat these same mistakes and continue to make these same mistakes, even if you're trying to push forward for some change and become, you know what I mean, whatever the case may be. Like, th- it's important to remember January 6th, what these people, did. Th- this small group of people did, right? And it's a lot of people that agree with them. It's a lot of people that didn't show up but still agree with these people. We see it. Like, didn't somebody just try to launch a celebration for January 6th, uh, Kendall? Uh, Marjorie uh, uh, Green, yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if we don't remember <laughs> the fact that this shit happened on January 6th and somebody's out here in the country celebrating, and we like, hold the fuck up. Like, because I think, then they put a stop to that shit? Who put a stop to uh, Marjorie Green trying to celebrate January 6th? Uh, uh, I think it was the Supreme Court, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if, if we're not aware of what the fuck is going on and paying attention, I know a lot of y'all like to just read headlines. A lot of y'all like to just turn a blind eye to shit that's going on. We're going to repeat these same cycles and the same shit is going to happen over and over again. And this is one of those instances that we need to, re- that we need to remember. January 6th, what the fuck happened? Who lost their lives? What, what cops was fighting for this? Which black cops lost their eyesight? Like it's, it's people that literally lives are changed because of January 6th. You know what I mean? So we, it's, we definitely need to remember that shit. So stop acting, stop being so goddamn sensitive, 
and acting like 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 reality it's just is the about thing. the wrong shit, boy. Right. Well, about way about the wrong shit. Oh, right. I'm sorry. It was just that it was actually just the venue that they were trying. She was trying to hold the event at. They canceled it. All right, right. So okay, when yeah, when and then shit. and then also there was another name, Clanuary Six. Yeah, Clanuary Six was fucking hilarious. I like I like Clanuary. I like Clanuary. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it, January is now White History Month. All right. Uh, I'm or far or far right history month. Far right history. I'm or far, far right. white. Far, far right. white. Far <laughs> but yeah, that's that's hysterical. But man, listen. Um stop, yeah. Far white is hilarious. I love far white. Yeah. I gotta use that. Yeah, we definitely we definitely gotta check ourselves about <laughs> being so sensitive about certain shit. Cause like I said, I like uh, man, I, I saw some uh earlier. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I might play you know, I I'm a, I am gonna play it. Fuck it. Cause this shit was brilliant. Um, it was a Samoan dude talking about the difference between race and ethnicity, and uh, and, and and a lot of us like to like to think about. Um, a lot of us don't think about the difference between uh, race and ethnicity. I, I've been guilty of it in the past before. I'm gonna play this, and I'm gonna end this podcast. So, do y'all have anything else to add before we uh, move forward? I just want to ask y'all real quick. Did y'all see that clip um, that's going around with Oprah talking about um, like? Children being like, um, or like in sexual assault and all of that stuff. No, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry, what you? I'm sorry, there are some some snippets of an interview or something with Oprah where she's giving her view on like and sexual assault. And when it's like it was, it was just completely, uh, it was sick as hell. Um, and I definitely look at her in a completely different light because this lady had the audacity to say that although a person is being or whatever or being touched uh, against their will she even had the nerve to say even a seven-year-old boy that the act that the person is doing still feels good to them so like why is it considered type shit if it if it feels good to them like i'm gonna have to fact check this last this sounds ridiculous but yeah it it was definitely it was Oprah. I'll try to find it because I saw a snippet on uh, Facebook. But you know, I had to, I like turned it off when I heard her say like if it, it it still feels good, and I'm just like, what do you mean? Like, I somebody is doing something to me against my will. How dare you try to tell me that it feels good? That does not feel good. Like, how does that feel good? Like, how can you even say something like that? And then as a well, you, like, well, one thing you got to remember too is that they and, and I'm I'm gonna tread lightly because we are taking this to YouTube that. Oprah is a victim of that, so you know what I mean. Like her, uh, that that was the whole reason why she moved down south was to escape the abuse of her uncle. So, so maybe she's speaking I from experience or something. Or, but I got to double check. I got to fact check this because this shit, shit sounds completely nuts. So right, you got to remember. Exactly. You got to remember too. Some of them motherfuckers ain't Oprah too, so you know that, that shit might be some digitally altered. Right, <laughs> right. You might want to might want to fact check that video. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it ain't possible. Just right. Saying. Yeah, they be, they, they, they be was, a little extreme with that Oprah. Mm-hmm. They think I'm Oprah, sorry, uh, you know, they think morning. Oprah led Pizzagate. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I saw it this morning. Okay, all right, Pizzagate. I'm done. Let me play this damn clip so y'all can understand it because I thought this was re- very educational. Since we talked heavily about race on this podcast, I'm gonna I'm gonna let this man get his shit off. Shut up, shut up, Kendall and Trey. I hate both of y'all. I got Pizzagate. Here we go. Here we go. And the question was asked: Are Samoans black? Before they get in the comments, I'll just say, my dad's of African descent. My mom is from Samoa. Somebody asked me if I'm black, I'm black. Somebody asked me if I'm Samoan, I'm Samoan. I claim 100% of all of me. 
But if you go to Samoa, you ask somebody who's from Samoa, who lives in Samoa, raised in Samoa, and if they're black, they're going to say, no, I'm a Samoan. Because believe it or not, there's places on earth that only think in terms of ethnicity. They don't think in terms of race. I'm Samoan. He's Fijian. She's Hawaiian. He's Palawan, whatever. But then you have people that only know how to make sense of the world by race. Black, white, Asian, everybody else is some kind of Hispanic. And I've had this conversation several times in life. People are like, oh, you're part Asian, right? No, Samoan. Same thing. The Mexican dude, right? No, he's Puerto Rican. Same thing. All this right here, that's erasure. But yeah, if you go way back, several different kind of people migrated to Samoa. So that's where the diversity and the looks come from. And some of it looks black, as the creator said. But when you focus just on that, you get into these kind of hotep conversations where you ignore thousands of years of culture, history, and ethnicity. And this is why people that think in terms of ethnicity don't like getting into these kind of discussions with people that think in terms of race because they're quick to do that and make them be what they understand. Everything don't fit in them race boxes, particularly the history and the people of Samoa. So are Samoans black? It depends on who you ask and the context of the conversation. I got tagged a whole bunch of... Yep, and that was it. That's where I wanted to end that. And he was doing this because he was saying that people like, you Samoan? No, nah, you black. And he was doing that, saying that that's erasure, that that is what you dis you being dismissive of the ethnicity and not the actual race, which I thought was very poignant. Um, and I think we need to start thinking more on that aspect instead of just uh, race. Um, unless, it, unless it's come to some bullshit in America, because that's all we deal with in America is race. <laughs> so let me, I, I just want to, I just want to throw that in there. But um, y'all got anything else to add before we get the fuck up out of here? Pizza gate. All right. I saw a pop up on the screen too. I just told you I stopped texting in the goddamn Zoom chat. <laughs> <laughs> so all the listeners gonna be able to see uh pizza gay pop up on the screen kendall thank you really appreciate that <laughs> trey you got damn anything oprah. else damn oprah you can't edit it out now no nah, i'm gonna edit it i'm gonna find some kind of way it's gonna i'm gonna have to if do you something. spell oprah backwards it's pizza gate all right listen um, uh, trey you got anything else that you want to bring to the to the table to t- <laughs> <laughs> i hate y'all so much get kendall out of here i'm about to Get out of here, man. No, yeah, I, I'm good, man. Every everybody have a man have a have a successful week, man. Gang, gang, Leslie. What? Um, I'm about to read. Y'all be muting yeah. yourself at the end of the podcast. Like, I'm trying to sign off. <laughs> I was gonna say that I hope everybody has a um, a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, good month, good day. And um, ladies, date them all. All right, right, all right. Oh, but, don't listen to her, ladies. Well, listen, listen this has been another episode of Unlabeled Podcast. Listen to Oprah. <laughs> listen to Oprah. <laughs> listen to Steve Harvey. This has been another episode <laughs> of Unlabeled Podcast. And um, we, w- we will see y'all next week with, with another, another, another episode. Because uh, we've been consistent this year, right, uh, crew? Cast and crew, we've been consistent. Yes? Absolutely. All right. No. Yeah. Absolutely. No? Hey, wrong. <laughs> Hey, Rome, I had one thing to say before. Go ahead. Out here too. It took you long enough. Steve long Harvey, time. you let us down. We thought that lineup was real. I knew that shit was fake. I can't believe y'all all was duped by Steve Harvey in this, in this perfect hairline. Well, I mean, I knew it was fake once he went bald like that. Don't no man just go bald for no reason, unless you Michael Jordan. Listen, bro. I listen. If you go back and li- if you go, so I guess I guess I grew up in the YouTube era. You know what I mean? I've been. A, if you go back and watch any of Steve Harvey's early Def Comedy Jam moments or or, or Comedy Central yeah. moments, 
He has the high top fade with the fucking bald spot right in the back of his goddamn head. When that camera pans, he's bald oh, right here in the back it. of his head. Go now that y'all all have been aware, brought, brought this has all been brought to y'all attention. Go Google all the fucking Steve Harvey's old fucking Def Comedy Jam and stand and uh, comedy view shit. You are gonna see a big ass bald spot in the back of his high top fade. He's been bald for a while. So as soon as he came on TV with that I perfect hairline, I, I was aware. Yeah, I'm a, I, and, I, didn't know, and, I, I didn't know until Monday he had the hairline too. So he was all the way bald. It's like, oh, that must have been a little hair piece or something. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just so y'all know, he's he been pump faking for a while. He sold us some bullshit. Now, and then now we go back and look at steals from his 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 show that he stole from Mr. Cooper. You're gonna be able to see that fucking toupee paste on his on his forehead, yeah. <laughs> just like a lace front wig. Yeah. <laughs> but y'all, <laughs> but y'all be easy. We'll talk. We'll see y'all next week with another episode of Unlabeled Podcast. Peace. Think like a man. (laughs) 